ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the shadow realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. Well, everybody, here it is, 2024, and our first main episode of the new year. Unlike the what snowballed back in late November into the holiday season in December, where we didn't get really get together to do a main episode. So, because it's the new year, and like most podcasts and everything else, we tried to do a year in review and everything else, which well, was pretty much half-assed, and I do apologize for that. But, um... The year, past year, we do cover some stuff in regards to what happened last year that might be happening again this year. And the way things look, uh, even though we touch on some topics like a stupid fan theory that I came across and, as always, fail miserably. Um, I don't think Sasha likes the fan theories that much, but still, it's content for all of you. If you all like the fan th- theories, please let us know uh, on through email or let us know on Twitter or anything like that. Just tag us at Longcoat Mafia or send us a message through email, which our email is longcoatmafia at gmail.com or, you know, visit our Facebook page and let us know that way. That way we know we can do what other people uh, or share what other people have been saying about their favorite fan theories. That way I don't have to create some stupid fan theories of my own or try to tie fan theories together. But we also uh, touch on the uh, stupid, I won't say stupid, but the latest craze that's out there, which is the Stanley Cup. And no, it's not about hockey. But uh, <laughs> when even now, because me and Sasha kind of talked about it, it's been popping up on my feed and seeing one cup go for $15,000 on eBay, which I don't think it actually went for that much, but we do touch on a bunch of topics, and if there's any updates or further things I wish to talk about, I'll talk about it on the other side of the episode that me and Sasha did, so yeah, either way, what more can I say other than, hey George, hit the button! We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. Shock and Terror, with Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, and Chris, the Martinsburg Madman, in Sasha After Dark, the Podcast of Darkness, Reboot. Folks at home, if you hear a little worrying in the uh, background, that's my heater. I am not shutting it off for the sake of audio. Because I want to stay nice and to- reasonably toasty. So, oh, come on. I can't I be have... anywhere near as bad as me constantly icing the wireless network connector that one year <laughs> and running fans nonstop. <laughs> Keep it. Oh, basically, folks, this is what you're going to hear if I got. It's not that it's bad because, like, um, Zoom has like audio controls where it wipes out a good majority of that, honestly. At least on my end. 
But uh, my holiday season went all right. I made uh, a couple extra bucks and tips at work, and not lots, like fifteen twenty dollars, allowed me to get extra goodies on like New Year's Day and all that shit. And my uh, friendsgiving a couple of weeks ago got a couple of. Uh, uh, gifts that way and uh, since I gave the bulk of my gifts out earlier last year like June, July um, and one of the folks in my group just got a brand new puppy uh, if you could get one of those uh, grab bag stocking thingies that you could get at Walmart mm -hmm. for their puppy pretty much for their puppy, it was a rescue so oh they got a puppy and it was a rescue? Uh, I, all dogs are puppies. <laughs> it's maybe two years old. So, uh, okay. I thought literally somehow you managed to get a puppy from a rescue because usually it's older dogs. Uh, two years old. Two years. A dog being two years old is an older dog. But it to everybody who has a dog, um, it's a it's a puppy. It's a puppy no matter what, and it's getting used to them. It's getting used to. Being in, it's kind of hard to say that if it was the previous owner was abusive or not, or it was just training them to be a, a hunting dog and an outside dog. But the family that owns it now, the my friend, I, she it's like it's a loving family. They're trying to get the dog used to being around. Doesn't mind the kids, but it's getting used to being a more of a. I want to hug you and I want to pet you type of environment, you know, just let me pet you, scratch you behind the ears and that sort of thing. And so I figured, you know, stocking with like dog toys because it's their first puppy uh, would be, you mm. know, a, a decent starter thing for them and I got some, them some treats for the dog too. And for, uh, Part of that friend's giving, um, I have to give the one because the other friend didn't get a chance to show up because she couldn't switch her days at work. She got a brand new little puppy. Um, I got her a squeaky little toy for that puppy. So, but one of the uh, two folks in the group, I got this. It's pretty much, I don't know if he 3D printed it or not, because it's kind of hard to hell with it all being a closed system it's a dice holder so it mm. kind of uh it kind of i have it it holds like sets of i don't know if you can see it on camera but it has it rolls out it's able to hold sets of dice in it and it has screw up top hold more dice in the center that way, it was like, oh, it's like oh, one of the rollout things that they used to use for fishing kits back in the day. Yeah. Uh, even though the bulk of my dice is in the Crown Royal bag, <laughs> don't judge. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just trying to figure out how you get Crown Royal bags these days because every store I go into and I buy, even because, you know, even the little ones are supposed to come with like a little tiny bag. They don't come in the little tiny bag anymore. And I'm just like, you know, the, I got my crown royal bag from my nine to five because I don't know where she got, you know, my boss got, you know, the crown, the stuff with the bag. But the last year, 
she had one. There was like a bag sitting in the box. I'm like, I'm snagging that for my dice. So, and one of the other things I got is to pull it out. Because he's got a 3D printer, he printed up a mug that holds like energy, like the tall, tall boys, boys, basically. Yeah, tall boys. And it also doubles as a dice type. So, huh. well, there you go. I was kind of figuring it had something to do with dice because I saw the hollow end of the handle and I was like, okay, there's something there. So it, it's a nice little thing. I like I like it. I though we are sponsored by W. They don't make as of yet, they don't make tall boy cans. And I didn't want to walk all the way up to sheets to get my standard G Fuel cans. And so I figured while well, I was at Martin's a couple of days ago, uh Ghost Energy had orange and cream that I wanted to try. So I figured, okay. I'll give it a shot when I get to use my new can for, uh, or at least my new can holder for D&D. Aren't they the ones that also are doing the Ghostbusters promos right now? Or is that somebody I, else? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it some Somebody might be. Somebody might be. I mean, you figured it'd be a good fit for Ghost, but... Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? You would think that. That's yeah, kind of like, you know... How Sonic doesn't get any of the Sonic like promotions for the movies, and it's like, seriously, you guys actually have chili dogs. McDonald's doesn't. It, yeah, you would think that's an. <laughs> you you think that would be a logical leap? Here's somebody like Ch Chili Dogs has Sonic in his name. Shoot him a couple of bucks. <laughs> like Sonic probably bent over backwards to do that for free. <laughs> How oh. much shit has like Dairy Queen and you know Bax uh Baskin Robbins been in? <laughs> Lots of shit. Yeah. Sonic Sonic being in the Sonic movie should be a thing. It's logical. Chili dog. <laughs> Chili dog. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all we got to say. I mean, the only other place I can think of that makes a chili dog that's fast food, and these are about as rare as rare can be, is like A&W root beer places. And they, they make a banging fast food hot dog. Yeah. Though their root beer's I, off the chain. Uh, since we are officially recording, I'll make things of uh, a podcast and video official. Thank you for a really great year last year both on our end and, you know, getting you to like Harrisburg and all that fun shit. So, and for the aspect of by the numbers, when I we started teaming up about March last year, the numbers, at least audio-wise, jumped. Literally, they jumped from, I want to say, we pull things up. If anything, I'll show you that I'll send you at some point the screenshots, but in the last 12 months, it's, I'd say from this time la uh, last year, it was about, I want to say at the end of January, we had, at least my end of things, it was at 50, but the start of March, 
Yeah, it was at 49, but as soon as like April hit, it was at 100, then it went up to 245, and it's been around there ever since. And we closed out December last year at 276. So it, thank you. Not bad. <laughs> thank Not too you. shabby. Not too shabby. People are listening. Grant, we're, are, we're not making in big numbers, but we're we're doing this for fun. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this for fun, shits and giggles, getting the drama out there. Um, Grant, oh, we I got do, drama today. Oh yeah, uh, but for the most part, uh, for some of the stuff that was on my end of things, I, like I said, there was uh, we're getting probably the official drama stuff when we officially begin the show, but. Uh, because and the sad part was, I wasn't even actively looking for it. It just popped right, up in right. my YouTube notifications and just like, but, uh, hi, <laughs> guess but, what's uh, public? <laughs> because he was uh, going through drama, calling out folks, uh, and didn't mind talking to uh, smaller YouTubers. And I'm like, all right, uh, I'll call them and say, hey, if you want to be on a small YouTube, like a small uh, podcaster, you know, um, hit me up, you know, and all that shit. You know, I'd be happy to talk to you because you He's a Borderlands creator, and with all the Borderlands news coming out this year, it'd be nice to have a Borderlands creator to talk to. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Um, well, a lot of things uh, there from some of the creators uh, both that are hated and not hated, or as to say the shills, uh, as some might call them. Um, it's looking like the movie's coming out August, if not September this year along with Borderlands 4. And that's what I wanted to talk to him about. And we could discuss this here. And one of the things I want to talk to him about is because we're you and I are both more so movie geeks than gaming geeks. We know we know the aspect of the business, at least some of the business side, or more more than most when it comes to what goes on in the movie sphere. And one of the things I agreed with him on, and I'll be happy to share tell his name on the show, uh, is you he goes by the name Morning After Kill on YouTube. Uh you he, he was called out like by one of what he name calls the shills, name <laughs> drop, or what he calls the shills, um saying like, Well, this is he was like, This is a leak, this is you know what is going around, which hat Recently has been confirmed. Borderlands 4 is looking like it's coming out August this year, and good chance the movie is being dropped this year about the same time. So things are the promotion of the both, like, hey, you're playing the game, watch the movie. If you're watching the movie, play the game. Um, so I figured, and one of the things that happened is like his detractors or that he's been calling shows are saying, oh, these leaks don't matter. The leaks are bad. Ooh, the leaks are bad. Like, motherfucker, I'm sitting there listening to the the their counterpoints to him saying the leaks are bad. You shouldn't, you know, leaks are you know this. I'm like, fucking really. The Sonic leak that happened, the you know, when leaks do happen, at least with the movie aspect, if the fans rile up, things get changed. A lot of the times, I'd say about what seventy-five percent of the time, eighty-five percent of the time, maybe something like that. Yeah, 
And it sometimes happens with the games. And to kind of say, oh, leaks don't, you know, matter. Leaks are bad. We don't want to deal with leaks. Leaks do matter. Because if the leaks come out and they're bad, whether it be, uh, let's say, $30 for, not, I'm not talking DLC, for a cosmetic that doesn't have any relevancy to the game it doesn't do anything and yeah we don't want to pay thirty dollars for a stupid cosmetic then whatever that company is might drop that to maybe five dollars or ten dollars so it does help you know those leaks tends to inform the community this is what's going on so it, it's weird it, it is weird it is sometimes leaks that come out tell you how scummy a company can be. Um, uh, Bungie, I'm looking at, not so much Bungie, but I'm looking at uh, 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 Blizzard with all their, you know, drama that's going on and uh, the leaks that happened last year with Hasbro and, you know, them sending the Pinkertons to a tiny YouTuber in a way, about I won't say my size or our size, that made it had had maybe about two or three thousand subs on their channel. They there was a mix up. I think the, you could say this year in the real there was a mix up at the uh, distribution center. They got their set early instead of what they ordered. It was like a mix up, and Hasbro sent them Pinkertons to their door. To get a set, in essence, they legally purchase. Honestly, legally purchase. Like, yeah, you done. Or the OGL leaks that happened about this time last year that made content creators that could be like you, me, the guy, the person next door that is creating stuff for uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And Hasbro was like, was it going to like give me more money? Give us, oh, you made a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. We want a cut of that. And because of the fan outroar, outroar, they changed it. We went back to the old OGL. So what ha what's going to happen this year? Who knows? Who knows? But I'll say this: I don't know if Sasha will agree. We love drama on this show. Oh yes, it's our bread <laughs> and butter. Even, even when we don't want it, it, it just shows up in our feed and like, God damn it, can't I just have a quiet break? You know? It's like, yeah, can't can we have just a take quiet it? break? That way we can just dig up normal news and <laughs> that way we can new talk me, about New year, new uh, mental breakdown. <laughs> like, new year, maybe we could go maybe two months without dating. No, drama from like six months ago has to rear its ugly head again. Well, it was, it was funny. It's just it's yeah. just the way things are. But no, like my my holiday wasn't too too bad. Like celebrated my birthday there like the weekend around the eighteenth, since my birthday landed on Monday. But I went ahead and took off that Monday anyway. Um, Al did good. He surprised the hell out of me. I told him I wanted dinosaurs and dancing for my birthday. His initial response: How fuck am I gonna do that? I'm like, figure it out. He figured it out, so it worked out. He did exceptionally well and was very creative and silly, and we had fun. I found a new hangout in Harrisburg, which 
is a plus. Uh, there's this place called Nocturnal. Uh, remember when we were in Harrisburg, um, across from the one parking garage where we went into um, first the brick house and the next door to Love Drafts? Yeah. Like right across the street on the other side of the parking garage is this place called Nocturnal. And it's got like uh, this, I want to say like second floor is all done up like noir meets prohibition. Like the furniture's all ritzy and glammy looking, you know, it's got that art deco kind of feel to it, but also like wood and metal implemented and intricate wood carvings. They have dancing cages that literally the poles in the dancing cage are intricately carved. And it's just, it's amazing. The bar is all like one big giant solid piece of wood. It's great, but that's only on the second floor. Like the first floor is like your main floor where your events and your venues go. But the second floor is kind of like the chill place. And the third floor is kind of the game room, like pool tables, darts, etc. But it was pretty cool. So like next time we have you out in Harrisburg, we'll take you out there. No cover charge, which blew my mind. Um, and we went in, like I said, that weekend um, before Christmas. And yeah, I wasn't even busy. Um, you know, we kind of did our Christmas and, and birthday celebration all at once. Because I'm lousy with keeping surprises. Like if I buy something for Al or anybody, I, I can't set on it. And, you know, set, even setting on it for a week is too long for me. So I'm usually the type who's like, let's get this over with and be done with it, you know. And well, it, it was nice. I'll say this. There isn't, uh, unless the, my boss has a tendency to have this mentality when it comes to cover charges. Unless the, the group or the function that is there putting something on, let's say, uh, uh, Kenny, the person we, we both know, the musician, uh, punk musician, mm -hmm. uh, is having a, an event or a part of a group, a uh, bunch of bands putting up, uh, doing something that they want a cover charge. Uh, for the most part, they won't issue a cover charge because they have the feeling that if you are paying five, ten, twenty dollars in cover to get in, that's five, ten. $20 you could be spending on beer or food at the venue. Right. So, well, like this place was supposed to be kind of like a gothy, weird kind of nightclub. And that's why I was shocked there wasn't a cover to get in. Um, how we didn't even have to wait at the door, but we did get there kind of early because you know how it is with most places. You got to get there like what, two hours before close and it's friggin' crazy getting in there. I think we went Al and I went in at eight o'clock and don't even busy. I know when we were there back in for uh back in what August and yeah, that was Love Drafts that with the punk band. Uh we we left there on our way back. I remember looking at, at the bar that was like right across from the parking garage we were at. They were empty when we walked out of there. To, uh, to start the punk band and then go to the other pub. But on the way it back, was busy. I looked, it, I mean, it was like wall to wall people. And yep. I was like, shit. And then it was like almost at what, midnight, 1 a.m.? Yep. The, what was it? Uh, the one with the little light up star above it before you get to yeah, the parking think, garage? Yeah. That's like nocturnal. That. They don't even charge a cover. <laughs> 
Oh, well, you have that much of cr crowd on like a, a Friday or Saturday night. Why give a cut when you have that many people? Fuck it. Yeah, just just keep track of who's coming in and who's going out. You know, right. that way you're not having any fire code problems. That's how I look at it. Yeah, or have a bouncer that uh, that's what my employer does. They might have a bouncer to make sure uh, everybody's behaving themselves. Uh, IDs are okay or kosher. Uh, but beyond that, you know, have a few people around, make sure everybody's behaving themselves. Nothing's a fire code hazard. And if it, as long as everybody's having a good time, yeah. Yeah, they had like table service, which I was resting in there, and like it was a very plush, like table service. Like if you woke up in the 1920s to about the 1940s and rolled into a classy bar, the area where they have table service is that's what it looks like. They even had a fainting couch, which blew my mind. A fainting couch? You know what a fainting couch is, right? Not really. It's kind of like a kid. Okay, you, you've seen like TV programs where they have like a shrink or a psychologist yeah. talking to someone and they're laying on that yeah. chair. It kind of looks like a bed, but it's not a bed, but it's not quite a couch. It's not right. quite a chair. It's where that's a fainting couch. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I guess people get the vapors and that's where they would go. I mean, it was the 1920s. Lord, I have the vapors. <laughs> Somebody fetch the colonel. <laughs> I believe he's out on the veranda having his daily mud. <laughs> oh, get me my hoop skirt and everything else now. <laughs> you, have, you have to figure. Yeah. Back in the I would say back in the early days, it were more than... 30 seconds, or have more than a few minutes into this shit, but back in like, even the 1700s... My Southern Bell screwed with him. He's having trouble <laughs> rebooting. <laughs> the, the, like the 1600s and like like back then, the higher end folks or the medical community, oh, you're having issues. Women are having uh, issues. Have a dildo. Masturbate. What the fuck? <laughs> like, dude, Dude. And rich folks like, oh, what your child is having a hard time sleeping, so let's hire this nanny to jack them. What the fuck is wrong with you now? I like some of the cold medicine back then. It was just straight up alcohol and cannabis. Oh. Like, Damn, I want a cold. <laughs> I was in essence cannabis that, morphine. That was, that was, and this is probably the initial recipe for Coca-Cola. It was like cocaine, morphine, and a few other ingredients. Not Dude, officially God. endorsed. Not officially endorsed. We're only officially endorsed by Dubby. And even that's kind of a gray area. They get mad at me for saying Snubby. Why, have they gotten mad at you? No, no. They haven't gotten mad but at But I can any. imagine... I can imagine. Maybe I should go into. We, we uh, need to make merchandise. Snort dummy. Consume dummy. Dummy. It'd be a probably fair use because why? Fair use. 
We're promoting your product. Yeah, let's not get in the whole like copyright that. thing. Oh, God. Copyright, um, no. What's it called? Oh, what is it called? When stuff enters the public domain. Oh, oh yeah, public I, that, domain. Public, that's on my list. Oh, well, we, we got Stanley Cups on there, too? Tell what? me we got Stanley Cups on there, because that, that has been uh, we the can, big I thing. Think when I, I'll put it like this. We'll get into further. When I first heard of like Stanley Cup, the only Stanley Cup I know is hockey. Hockey. <laughs> and then I got to see what they were, and I'm like, oh, so like a poor man Yeti. Oh, God, I am getting converted to the redneck crowd, aren't I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm drinking sweet tea, listening to country music. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I pull extremely well. Next con we're at, I think that's the voice they use for you 24-7. I'll go fetch the Colonel Lums. <laughs> He'll know what to do. <laughs> and folks, I got to post up videos, and here it is. Sasha's holding up like a Coke can every now and again to take a drink, and what I'm atypically drinking, Pepsi. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Two ends. Conflicting viewpoint. <laughs> Two ends of the stick. Yup. We gotta confuse you. <laughs> Drink both. Pour them together. Create chaos or new Coke. Because <laughs> that's essentially what new Coke was. I don't know if you tried it when they did that reissue. It's just Pepsi in a Coke can. Ugh. So you got a uh, Florida man. Oh, shit. I forgot to tell you. Um, the uh, what's It's either Wavy Web Surf or that uh, gamer from Mars, one of the two recently did one of these long Florida man tributes, and it was only like a couple days ago. I want to say it was less than a week ago. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Are, are we influencing the algorithm on what's popular? We're talking Florida men, and <laughs> no, I have. Something... We're talking locales. I have something better. I have a. <laughs> I don't like know. Said, they, they, I, they had I, some pretty good ones. I have a choice for you. Uh, when I first <laughs> saw this, um, I actually had to reread the headline because it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> Sasha's choice. <laughs> More favorable than Sophie's. <laughs> the first one I saw, the headline is Chipotle worker beaten by furious customers. Upset over extra chicken charge. I just I didn't see the the charge. I'm like, who the fuck would beat somebody up for getting extra chicken? <laughs> you give me extra food, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> but well, that that's the thing. Like places like KFC, and you could literally tell them, hey, I I, I want X amount of breasts. And you can sub out these parts that I really don't want. And they still give you an upcharge for getting more breasts. Which I think is horseshit, you know. But the other one, sticking with fast food. North Carolina pastor attempted to stick wife's co-worker's head into deep fryer. <laughs> wow. Somebody watched uh, Jason. At no, it wasn't Jason X with the deep fryer, was it? No, it was the ice, the, uh, the ice. nitro. But 
the I think it was Toxic Avenger. Uh, Avenger had the deep fryer. One of the top. I wonder if Jessica the hell had the deep fryer too. What? I mean, it's a popular kill. Might be. Yeah, because remember he goes in the back, beats up the cook and the chef, and I want to say he deep fries the one woman. You know, the woman who's complaining about making the hamburgers look like hockey masks so you can, you know, skip when people meet and make a whole extra patty. Ah, shit movies. The stuff I remember from them. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder if that would work. You know, like, would that fry up and still look like a hockey mask? Hmm. We do have two or three Friday the 13th this year. This might have to be experimented upon. <laughs> Maybe we're going to have to talk about Friday the 13th movies and the show, one of them, or what have you. So, Oh, yeah. Friday we're going to have to talk about this. A, a trippy series. <sighs> I can always see if I can't get a hold of, um, oh, what is his name, Vicente. Um Vicente, um, oh, his last name escapes me, but I'm all time picking on him online. He did those um, two fan films, or now I want a three. Never hike in the, never hike alone, and never hike in the snow. I have you seen Never Hike no, Alone? No, I, I, oh. I my brain went to uh, the two movies that's on my wish list that I want to see is Don't Fuck in the Woods and Don't Fuck in the Woods Two. So. Nobody naughty is in that. What? Naughty is in that. Naughty or white? Probably. I just haven't got cheap uh, chance to see them yet. Now that I said that, he recognized the name because obviously she's an adult film star. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. There's only one adult film star I know, but it's the person that we named Barbie Girl because she's made of plastic. How fantastic. So... She's giant too, but you know, everybody's giant to me. Unless we're talking about my buddy John Paul, who runs um Terror and Talk at the Time Bomb. He's 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 a little short thing. He looks like James Gunn miniaturized by a couple of feet. <laughs> Everything's in proportion. He doesn't have the the little sausage fingers. <laughs> Like Billy Barty, no. <laughs> now Sasha, you're being discriminatory against little people. God damn it, I'm five four. I'm a little person. <laughs> the thing is, little people are discriminatory against little people. Yeah, exactly. That's how we got for the Disney version of Snow High, or will be getting, depending if they the do or do not do uh, reshoots uh, instead of because... Could you imagine their union protesting that? <laughs> they took our jobs! Oh, you didn't hear? You heard yeah, I've heard. You and I talked about it one episode, remember? In regards to the whole uh, drama behind Snow White, the reboot of or the live-action version of Snow, Snow White that uh, Disney was putting out, that they pushed Yeah, back. you and I talked about it a couple yeah. episodes back. Oh. And, the and the sad is, part was the whole time you were talking about it, my brain went off into this side skew of like, yeah, the lollipop guild's got the little lollipops, but they're protest signs, and that's immediately the image that popped into my head. I, I remember seeing they had a 
Uh, Brad Williams, who is a, for the folks at home don't know who Brad Williams is, he is a little person. A, uh, I know it's probably not appropriate. He's a midget. He Medically, he's a midget. He's like four foot tall. And well, see, you've got dwarfism, which, like, like I said, has disproportionate parts. Right. You know, where certain things are smaller or bigger, depending on who they are. And then what used to be called a midget was somebody who's exceptionally short, but still in proportion with their body um, dimensions. Um, right. Which they now call little people, but they also kind of you know mix and dwarfism with little people as well and hence why there's always a huge debate on what is what and is right. this discriminatory or is this not either way he, he was on like cnn or someplace like that talking about how what's a new uh uh snow white that in essence it robs Folks like heck, even the new Willy Wonka that was, I think, came out last year. They took, they used Hugh Grant instead of hiring a little person, and it's like, and I'm just thinking about like, all the backlash that all, just some of the comments because, I've already made that that we could because, get, and then people be like, Sasha, you're punching down. Well, I have to with them. <laughs> it's like all because what's his name from Game of Thrones said it's offensive to hire and use dwarf people for something like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And he was yeah, like, yeah, I know. Taking, we, we, we discussed that. And Brad yeah. was like, you're robbing folks of like me that want jobs. But keep in mind, guy. just because he's, how can I put it best? I'm trying to phrase this appropriately, but I'm already going to hell. He's of the community, but that doesn't mean his views because he's got a spotlight on him because of his fame doesn't mean that his views are everybody's views across the board in the community. It's kind of like when I discuss on trans issues, my views are not always going to be what everybody in the community says. Right. You, you may talk to five or six other one, you know, other people like myself, and they're going to come up with 20 different answers. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Brad said. It's like he doesn't represent, you know, my viewpoint. But overall, what happened was, since the whole aspect of that outcry, what's happening with um, Disney and that live action, and to kind of because I don't, I'm not fully agree with their viewpoints, but I respect what they did. I'll say it like that: I respect what they do or what they're trying to do. Daily Wire went out and said, you know what? Disney, it, because it will correlate with what we're talking about later. Snow White, in essence, is in the public domain. We can do our own Snow White movie and have it run as a competitor to Disney's Snow White and let the public pay with their wallets to what they want to see and feel which is a better product. Which is Fair. You might not like the Daily Wire and who you know their conservative outlooks, but it's their right to do that. And what Disney saw went, oh shit, there's a good chance Daily Wire is gonna make way more money than what we're gonna make, even though we spent a you know a fuck ton of money on this. We have to recast Snow White, redo reshoots, 
and pretty much redo the whole, whole fucking movie and put it out in 2025 instead of 2024. That way, we're not competing against them. Eh, it's like, it is what it is. We'll we'll, we'll but, see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, and just shrug. The whole and go, aspect, eh. Eh. But all in all, I'll say this for the folks listening at home or eventually watching, if I remember, my dumbass remembers to actually upload the videos. Um, the folks will, me and Sasha, more than likely will not be seeing something like that. Uh, Until Pops on Disney Plus, and we've got uh, nothing else to watch. Count uh, me with insomnia last night and watching Exorcist Believer, and it's like, I wish I could unsee it. It was that bad. It wasn't good. More than likely, me and Sasha are going to be watching the new, latest Mad Max movie. Uh, if and when it comes, I'll say if and when it comes out, I'll be watching the Borderlands movie. Uh, there's probably a whole shit ton of other movies that will be coming out this year that me and Sasha will be watching that we'll be talking about and reviewing other than El Chico remakes and sequels, other than the Mad Max one. But Next month, I want to see Lee Frankenstein, because that looks like it'll be interesting. Because um, it's directed by Zelda Williams, you know, Robin Williams' daughter. And um, it's written by, uh, what's her name, Cody Diablo or Diablo Cody? I might have that backwards. The chick that did um, Juno and then did one of my favorite horror films, Jennifer Jennifer's Body, um, as I, I always like to say. Way, by the way, I picked that up on Voodoo. It was like on seventy five mm-hmm. bucks. So I was like, so if you want to watch it, you have my information. It's on one of your devices, probably. So, but it's a uh, it's, it's worth it, it's worth a watch. I I've always enjoyed it because it's one of those films that falls under, uh, as I like to call it, you know. Um, yeah, she she's well within her rights with everything that she does in that film, you know. And yeah, she's killing people by kind of like the the line where her friend confronts her about killing people. She's like. You're killing people. No, I'm killing boys. They're just placeholders for people because they come and they go. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. But yes, he, uh, good old Chris probably has a wonderful choice for his, uh, his Florida man today. And we'll get started on that because I know he, you oh. got what? Oh. D&D tonight at seven. Uh, seven thirty. So we got an hour and a half, a little bit more. Okay, but uh, oh, we're talking about somebody getting a face plant in the fire in regards to that. So yes, yes, and we're we're so. not doing Florida for once, <laughs> unless the fry <laughs> fryy and not the fryer was from Florida. <laughs> Who are it? it? Might be close enough. It uh, let's see, uh, North Carolina, close enough. <laughs> yeah, well, it is south. This uh, hey, you wanted something other than uh Florida, so we got North Carolina. Hopefully, we'll aim for like Louisiana one of these days. Now we're so. getting close to Mardi Gras. The 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 so. king's cakes are being prepared as we speak, and we shall all be saying farewell to the flesh soon enough. Even those of us who are not Catholic. <laughs> I like it's okay to celebrate the debaucherous part, right? But not everything else. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: I haven't counted myself as Catholic or Christian in years. 
Yeah, that's why you got the big H on your helmet and stands for hedonist. <laughs> we're gonna call you the new hedonist spot. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. Pass me the chocolate pudding, Jumbie. Oh yes. <laughs> that's what you know what I know what it means. <laughs> and we got it. <laughs> What's the line? What is line? What is I line? forget what the, do the H on your head. You never learn, do you? Do you? <laughs> you know, gotta remember this time around to do the intros we didn't do them last time. I had to record something to do the intro. So you never learn, learn do do you? you? You never remember, do you? I never studied. <laughs> never studied. <laughs> We want to have to get ice cream. When the fuck did we get ice cream? Lion face. Lemon face. Lemon face. Lion face. Lemon face. Looks like you're doing mafioso stuff. <laughs> so going and it's like all Naruto stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Taking sign language. Pretending like you're Nicolas Cage in that one movie and pretending to know sign language the whole way through, and you're just waving your hands around. <laughs> and speaking loudly so your deaf love interest can hear you. <laughs> oh, oh, when I get bored, I watch Nicolas Cage movies. Boredom gone. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you ready? All right. Well, all right, let's do this. Lumser, I'm bored. What plaything do you have for me today? Something out of the SK system, ma'am. And it's not from the place known as Florida. It is, dare I say, South Carolina? And well, that's I mean, that's kind of like northern Florida. <laughs> well... I'd be less surprised if it was Georgia because you could say things are working their way up. Australia but, is just continental, continental Florida. Uh, continental Florida penal system. You have to figure Earth in itself is probably either the Florida of the universe or the Australia of the universe. Nah, our list is mostly harmless. All right, folks. Folks at home. We are talking about North Carolina pastor attempted attempting to stick his wife's co-worker's head into a deep fryer. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, this was done. This was well, when did this come out? Wow, published January the first this year, twenty twenty four. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Here's a Facebook right fryer. <laughs> It says uh, for the... trans fats. <laughs> it says here a high point North Carolina pastor was arrested last week, so it happened at the very tail end of 2023. Wait, 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 wait. A pastor. A pastor. A, a man priest. of the cloth. A man of the cloth was arrested last week after allegedly assaulting and attempting to push his wife's co-worker's head into a McDonald's deep fryer. See, that's when you know you're down south and religious 
when you can't find water, you desperately need to baptize somebody, the deep fryer is a fair substitute. Well, you'd think with this level of violence, it would be at least be a Waffle House. But no, a McDonald's. Well, it's it got to be a McDonald's. Like, have you been in them places nowadays? <laughs> them workers are just filled with rage. I mean, seriously, they, like they have the touch screen and about 90% of the customers just absolutely refuse to do it. And they've, because they've done the touch screen thing, like they don't have as many people working in the back because also they pay shit. Um, yeah, so obviously you're going to have some irate employees there, so... But man, that's one irate employee yeah. to piss off a pastor. The thing is, uh, speaking of that, a little bit off topic, because we have show ADHD. Uh, and some of you might know, uh, we here in our vicinity, both where I'm at in West Virginia, Panhandle, and Pennsylvania, where Sasha's at, we had a shit ton of snow the, the other day. And I come to find out that not only did the local Wendy's by me not close down due to the snow snowstorm, the because the owner wanted to be an asshole, um, the McDonald's that's further up the road, the person that runs that also wanted to be an asshole and not shut things down. So, good chance because they're essential. <laughs> yeah, they're essential. So, but the article continues. Uh, the High Point Police Department reported that on December 28th, a woman was training to be a manager at the Main Street McDonald's location when her employees were, quote, unquote, disrespecting her. As a result, the woman called her husband, a 57-year-old pastor, to help with no the lie. situation. I'm not using his name. Uh, witnesses told the police that when the gentleman arrived, he walked into the McDonald's, then around the counter before placing his hands around the victim's neck. After grabbing the victim's neck, the person allegedly pushed the victim's head towards one of the restaurant's deep fryers, police said. The person also punched the victim several times in the face. I guess you got to tenderize the meat first. Uh, mm hmm uh, police alleged, and did not stop striking the victim until multiple employees were able to pull the person off the victim. The victim reportedly suffered a large contusion to the forehead and right eye, police wrote, as well as scratches around his neck. Emergency uh, <clears throat> crews arrived on the scene to the though the victim has family uh, had his family drive him to a hospital and said uh, lay uh, ambulances charge for uh, to take you to the hospital. I don't blame them. Uh, police said the officers were able to watch surveillance footage of the incident before arresting the person for assault and battery. Uh, yeah, probably he's going to say, oh, I didn't do it. Oh, I believe in Jesus. It wasn't done by me. <laughs> it was done through me. <laughs> uh, the person was... Uh, person who did it was, or allegedly did it, was transported to police headquarters and posted bond in the amount of $1,000. He's due back in court on January January 22nd. Uh, the person notes on his Facebook page that he is both a 
semi truck driver and a pastor at uh such and such international ministries. Oh, translation. It's one of those he, he didn't really go to like a real seminary school. He got like one of those certificates and probably does something online. Like me. <laughs> well, yeah, but yours at least you're you're real about it. There are people who you know don't go uh, through me, yeah. Like, and then create their like, own church online to avoid taxes. Yeah, I, at least with me, I know it's I did it for shits and giggles. Yeah. But for the most the IRS part IRS doesn't need to check you out just yet. No. Uh for the most part, if I so chose to do it, go take it a step uh further, I reapply for the certificate, which is me paying them fifteen dollars, maybe twenty dollars. I get all the documentation for West Virginia, and I pay West Virginia $500 for the bond, and I can legally marry people in the state. So it's a side hustle that... Oh, in <laughs> just in West Virginia? Um, it In places like... When I last looked into it, places like Florida and uh, like Nevada are like two of the easiest states to in essence, become a justice of the peace. Uh, all I need is that, like, in Florida and Nevada, I just need the certificate and maybe the card saying that I am a pastor and depending on the location, I have to I'll maybe have to apply for certain permits and I'm a justice of the peace that could, in essence, legally marry people. But Florida well, see, in your Nevada, state, you also need a scale. That way you can be sure that they're of the proper weight limit before you can marry them. <laughs> and their siblings uh, but that's pretty much the whole article there but my Cletus you know I don't like making out in front of my mom and dad don't you worry none they my mom and dad too <laughs> I saw that I saw that Simpsons clip I forgot <laughs> that. I don't like I don't like making out in front of my mom pa don't you worry, that and my mom and pa too. I like the car wash one too. Hey kids, you ready to go get your bath? It's 50 cents at the car wash. Hop in the back of the truck. <laughs> Daddy, I got a quarter. Can you spare for the hot wax? <laughs> oh, dog comes running up. <laughs> Wow. Don't worry, that's not a West Virginia thing. It's also a PA thing. I, I'm slowly starting to learn. Dramatic. Pause! Shut up and take my money!
Oh, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the person that is, if you're watching this, if you ever finally watch it, person that is on the other end of things is Sasha, the Princess of Darkness herself. And I am the Reverend Godfather, the main host and frontman of the Long Coat Mafia podcast, and that's most hated and least listened to, even though we had some growth last year, podcast, uh, I say Mafia team podcast, but in a way. Yep, this is our little podcast co-op. <laughs> the podcast co-op. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, there's no rail shooting. <laughs> Straight up beat-em-ups with lots of drama. Oh yeah, we have plenty of drama. So, what do you want to talk about first? Oh, you know, we want to kind of leave our big lead to the end. So, okay. your choice. Okay. Take uh, we kind of talked about like talked about that. Okay. Uh, since it's the new year, we kind of already went over kind of the year in review or the pre-show. Uh, do you want to hear my uh? Uh, stupid fan theory. Even though you probably heard a bulk of it, a stupid because, fan theory. Yep. In regards to how Die Hard, Ghostbusters, and The Goonies could all possibly be in either in the same universe or tied together. Yeah, we've we've already touched on this because even you can say Jurassic Park and throw that in there with Con no, Air. No. No, it goes a little bit deeper. Let me explain. The popular fan theory is that we all know good old Carl Winslow from Family Matters. But if you look closely in the aspect of... Oh, yeah, he's in all three Doug, movies. He's he's in Family Matters. No, he's not in Goonies, but he's in Family Matters, the TV show. He's in Ghostbusters, and he's in Die Hard. This is how that relates and how Goonies ties in. I'll get into that. That's kind of the character. But he's not the same character because the character's name is mentioned in all of those and it's not the same character, unfortunately. We don't really know his name in Ghostbusters. All we know is that he ex he was, he escorted and he was in, he escorted the um, Ghostbusters to the jail cell. Either I swear his name was on the lapel and also in the credits. I'm not sure. I have to look into that. Because, you know, but, police usually have that one, like, right on their lapel. Yeah. Um, but Usually. You know. Not if they have their camera off. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> it states that because he escorted the uh, Ghostbusters either to the mayor or to the jail cell, jail cell or both, he heard Spangler... Uh, yeah, Egon talked about the Twinkie or rehash about the Twinkie. And that's why, in essence, he knows all about Twinkies and all that and die hard. And he moved to L.A. because everything that went down in New York. Now, you have to figure Ghostbusters in the timeline of release movie releases happened first. But he goes to um, L.A. What do we know about uh, Al or... Carl, if you will, in that movie. He says he's a pretty much he's a desk jockey because he accidentally shot somebody in the line of duty. We don't know the officer that, you know, Carl, we'll use Carl 
in Ghostbusters. All we know, he said, hey, you're death stocking. Escort these guys to the jail cell or, you know, escort these guys to the mayor. So he could not end. A lot of you out there might say, well, cops would know. Well, New York has like over 100,000 cops. They're not all going to know each other. So there's a good chance if it's the same person, Carl's not going to know McLean at all. Just that cop. That's it. But what do we see at the end of the whole aspect of Die Hard? Al, Carl, shoots somebody else. He pulls his gun and shoots somebody else. Therefore, it said, but we know a little bit about the backstory of the person. That's what, according to the theory, triggers his break. And he creates this whole elaborate mindset of having the perfect family, family matters in Chicago, away from mm -hmm. L.A., what happened in L.A., what happened in New York, and everything else. And the whole aspect of the nerd and that is the kid he, he's supposed to represent the aspect of the kid he shot, in essence, torturing his mindset in that. It's him trying to come to deal with that trauma of everything, person, the kid that he killed. Now, how does Goonie, uh, also, how does Ghostbusters tie into this? Well, who's the fucking reporter in Die Hard? The EPA asshole. Oh. What's to say? Yeah, that's now, Walter here, Peck. Walter Peck. How do we know he didn't... Here's my question in regards to how does it also connect. Who's to say that he wasn't told by his superiors, dude, leave. He's on you too much. Now, we know that through the games that Walter Peck became... Created Peacock. A, created, you know, Peacock and was the whole... Uh, group to kind of police the Ghostbusters or the franchise. Also, he reappears happen. in the real Ghostbusters TV series as well. Yeah, same thing. But for the most part, you're kind of overlooking that. But he appears in Die Hard. My guess, my thoughts are: What if they disappear? Like, dude, get out, get out, get out of Dodge. The heat's on you too much. You cause too much shit. Like, what the fuck? You end of the day, here? Walter Peck was right. Right. I mean, they, but, they literally admit to carrying unlicensed nuclear particle accelerators on their back. But but if you want to know, it's like, how do you become a, a journalist? Now, between Ghostbusters and Die Hard was about five years. He could have used, well, I was an investigator or somebody with the EPA. He got that role. He just changed his name. So he the heat stays off of him. For a while, so nobody looks different, but he done fucks himself up by looking into the McLean family and doing what he did there in regards to that. Now, now, now that takes care of Ghostbusters and Die Hard, but how does fucking Goonies tie into all this shit? Who's the fucking anchor woman? Have you noticed the anchor woman in Die Hard? No, I haven't. It's the mom from Goonies. Oh. Now, here's where I know I'm throwing things off the fucking rail. So, folks out there, fuck you. But I don't know what he's smoking. I, I wish I had some. 
my instance, <laughs> you have to figure LA, no matter when, if it was the mid to late 80s or what have you, is still, even today, it's an expensive fucking place. Now, the Goonies happened before Die Hard as well. Who's to say because they found the ship, the ship is legally, the, in essence, legally theirs. It's legally the kids. By well, technically, it went out to sea and it was open to uh, anybody's claim at that point once it's past um, certain maritime areas and whatnot. Depending on when, if the Coast Guard recovered, depending. I think the kids had legally... Some some folks have said depending on where the because they had historical claim or do the you last think that the government's not going to dispatch the Coast Guard and then turn around and screw that family over? Going, yeah, we had to recover this ancient ship for you. By the way, you owe us X Y Z, so your claim is bullshit. Well, they could use the jewels on. Well, depends if the government wants to snag all the the valuables on that that ship, but. Yeah, let's say for the matter they didn't. They pick up, they leave it. And then since it's pirated ship, jewelry, I'm quite sure that it was probably they, something, some sort of royal family somewhere that kept some sort of arcane records dating from even back then. And then that would revert back to the family as well. So yes, they, if the family still exists. <laughs> they donate that ship to the the town for as a Floating museum. They have their riches. Everything's bought and paid for. The brother and the younger Goonie stay there. They go to college. They're doing their thing. The parents move to L.A. with their money. Buy a home. Obviously, the mom needs a job. Hey, I need to do something that's not too strenuous. Becomes a an anchor woman. Yeah, Goonies 2 discredits all that. What? Goonies what discredits all that. Uh, probably just, hey. Oh, you don't know about Goonies 2? Where every time you play that game, all the doors sound like, look at my balls. <laughs> like, have you played Goonies 2 on the NES? Come on. No, I haven't. No, I there haven't. There is Honestly, a plot. I wanted to. When you get a chance, I dare you to look up a video and just type in NES Goonies 2 door opening sound effect. Just that effect. And tell me that doesn't sound like a digitized voice saying, like, my balls? <laughs> I could never take that game seriously as a child. Because that's what it sounded like. Every door opening. And I would go in and out of those doors. <laughs> okay, that stupid fan theory is out of the way. Next, uh, unless some you want to talk about something or go into something. Well, let's get the, the, the stupid stuff out of the way. That I know most of our viewers have come here to, to, to hear about. Um, so we got the Stanley Cup incidents that's currently. Oh going yeah, on let's, right see, now. let's talk about the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah, and and we're not talking about hockey Stanley Cup, you know. Yeah, that's I what I thought. Like, why, why are they talking about this, the Stanley Cup? Uh, I like 
So basically, because Target sometimes will offer stuff at a fairly reduced price. And with Valentine's Day coming up, because if, if you're a horror nerd like me, you know that Walmart has had their Valentine's Day stuff up for a while. And most of it has been Chucky and Tiffany dominated, which I think is friggin' cool. You know, we're getting a little bit of a horror element for February, which awesome. Um, but what, um, Target did was, is they have like these insulated, like thermal cups, think of like Yeti, but even cheaper than Yeti, um, cups known as Stanley. They got them in pink, you know, just in time for Valentine's day and they put them on the shelves and I guess they were cheap enough where people have been clearing the racks of them and then upcharging them like tenfold, twentyfold off the original sticker price that you know Target had it at. Because yeah, you know, so Target sold something cool. Let the scalpers try to make money on it. And it just makes right. me shake my head, like seriously. Come on, guys. Oh, like I wouldn't have, like both of us wouldn't have done that shit. I I'm sorry. Again, maybe I've I've gotten too much redneck into me lately but if it's not a yeti cup why 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 am i interested you know what I mean? <laughs> i'm not saying it's good stuff i'm not saying we would buy it for ourselves i'm talking buy it then resell this shit yeah, but you know how much work is involved into that like you know you got the seller fees on like reseller fees on like amazon and ebay and because there's such a glut of this stuff coming out of target like, yeah, the prices that are out there that people are saying that people are flipping it for isn't necessarily what people are paying for that. Because a lot of people aren't going to spend 60 70 or $100 on a plastic cup that originally retailed at Target for, let's say, anywhere from $5 to $20. Somebody, you know? buying that Somebody was buying that shit. Well, yeah. But it, it's 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 one of those things that once the market's flooded and you don't get on the ground floor of it. That's what I'm talking it, about. It's, like... it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just a stainless steel tumbler and it's just pink with a little lead. Um, and it doesn't even look like it's double walled or anything of that nature. Because like I can tell you now, if I get a Yeti or get one of my Yetis out, fill it full of ice put something to drink in it, be it water. It has to be water because that's what my blood doctor's telling me lately. Um, put some water in it. It's going to stay cold and probably still have ice floating in it the very next day, 24 hours later. Um, Stanley isn't exactly like that. Um, but there are people who are, are selling this stuff well above and beyond the sticker price. And it's it's just nuts. It's it's one of them fans, uh, you know, fads where somebody's like, "Ooh, it's a pink cup. I must have it." And it's like, "Dear God, what?" It's the Cosmo pink and the Target red tumblers um, from their Galentine's collection, and it's just because, of course, it went viral on TikTok, and because the video has been watched more than twenty million times. Um, and there's been a hashtag created saying Stanley, uh, you know, Tumblr, that's currently one of the big hashtags right now getting attention. So we need to make sure we use that. Um, but the thing of it is, is, is it's just one of those stupid fads. It's, it's your, 
it's the slap wrap bracelet of the day, but for the 20 something and above crowd. God, I'm old. Slap wrap bracelets. Jesus. <laughs> what am I going to bring up next? Wacky wall crawlers. But that's that's my my take on it. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, it's the whole idea of yeah. Granted, I have gone the news and I was like, I've been hearing stuff like, oh, the Stanley Cup, Stanley. I'm like, the fuck? No, I, I'm gonna be kissing the Stanley. Like, yeah, uh, well, I don't think you're into hockey. And all of a sudden, I find out recently it's it's just a like a mug stand, like what you said, like a yeti mug or the equivalent like yeah it's like geez. it's just a tumbler that's that's it's like, like got steel really? in it double walled and that's it really it like no it's pink no. and it's red and it's got the stanley logo on it like no no it's like i'd be more interested if it was actually actually i'm not a big sports fan but i'd be more interested if it was a actual Stanley Cup, but no, it's no, it's oh, we're like you're getting overhyped that you could buy something somewhere at Dollar General or Family Dollar for about the same price. Exactly, and 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 that's the thing. It's just pink and fruit, and it's got the word Stanley on it, and people are gaga about it because that's what's trending. And to me, it's like. You know, just relegate it to stir up pants and your weight loss pills and call it the end of the day because all it is is a fad. And that's how I see it. But hey, I just wanted to mention it because it hit my radar and I'm like, what I, is this? Now that we talk about it and post it up, we'll be posting this up on, as our Wednesday main episode. Watch, as soon as I post it up, I'll be seeing all this shit about Stanley Cups and I'm not talking hockey. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I, other than the W Cup that I need a new top for, which I will be probably getting shortly or the next couple of weeks or something like Consume that. Consume W. A replacement, get by W. Uh, it's like, I rather, granted, the ghost, uh, tall boy can of uh, ghost energy that I'm currently using instead of G Fuel, but. Something like this probably caught the the STL file probably cost my buddy if any he found it for free or at sometimes you could buy the STL for like five bucks or a dollar sometimes depending on where you go. This is more thoughtful and more interesting. You know, I though you see places at every convention that sell stuff like this. I'm talking about this uh, for ten, twenty, thirty dollars. Whether they have the permission to sell the made stuff is up to the company that they bought it or not. It's kind of hard to say. It's kind of hard to say. Is it legal rights? But either way, are we done with Stanley Cup? Yeah, because like I said, it, it was a blurb. Might as well. You know, bring it up because I know it was yeah. popular, so might as well touch on it. Uh, the other oddity that we've been discussing a lot lately, of course, is our locales. It's our locales random. That's where we need to include, like, that's where we need to get one of those, like, um, oh, one of those, like, old songs, like, from the Western about, you know, wrangling cattle. 
<laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, but um anyway, so Chris Chan is making waves again. Um, because of course they've been live streaming a lot and they've been doing things that perhaps they should have done. Um, they're 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 making a decent amount of money off of their infamy. Um they're still nuttier than squirrel shit, but <clears throat> I'm no judge, jury, or executioner, and heaven forbid I ever become one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just been interesting because, you know, everybody's been making a big deal because, of course, you know, um, she has been seen out on a date. Um, everybody was initially concerned um, because the person that she's been seen with a lot seems exceptionally young. Um, but they actually have that, um, one disease that makes you appear younger than what you really are. Yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah about, but they've been out, they've been out to Olive Garden and it, it, it's been more than just a friendship thing because they're, 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 they're getting intimate and Hey, that's, that's nice. But as has always been my standpoint on this um just leave them alone because the the attention that they're getting is definitely not helping them um and honestly I, I i don't condone what they did and i wasn't present to say that they did or they didn't um if a case of course was dismissed um but again just because something's dismissed doesn't mean that you're not still guilty um but the thing of it is, is, is it's kind of a monster that everybody's created. And it's like, just leave her alone. Let her enjoy her little section of West Virginia and the little happiness that she gets. Well, you know, she seems to be handling all the negative comments and the negative donations that she gets when her live streams exceptionally well. And it cracks me up because y'all are feeding her. You know, if you guys hate her that much, just stop watching, you know, just stop feeding it and be done with it. Because the fact that you're dropping five, ten dollars just to leave a comment on the hopes that she'll read it live and on the air, or maybe answer your question. She's never going to answer any of those questions directly or sanely. Um, I, I say just give up the ghost. You, you're you're beating a dead horse. And now you're making it so they can continue living the lifestyle that they live. You don't approve of them. Don't feed it. Change the channel. You know. As that, as the saying goes, if you're a hater and you still watch, you're still a fan, no matter what. Yeah, you're you're just confused. You're a very yeah. confused but fan. Speaking of low cows, on the other side of things. Uh, to, I don't want to say closer to the normal side of things. And this little bit ties... And we're not talking about to, us. We haven't achieved that right. status yet. Today, no, one, day, uh, one day. One day. The, we'll catch and, Chris with a goat and it'll be all over the place. <laughs> I was driven there! <laughs> uh, it <had> a lipstick. <laughs> but for context... Uh, Kelly's a guy's name too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 
late last year, within the, I'd say the last two months of two three months of last year, uh, Twitch decided to allow artistic 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 nudity. not this, autistic quote unquote artistic no this ties in with the whole locale thing artistic nudity they within 24 hours i think it was a lot of people speculated that folks like nintendo mcdonald's decided you allow this or went to amazon because that they're the folks that own twitch saying if you allow this we're taking ads off of twitch and therefore twitch turned around and said oh we're not going to allow that anymore and what a lot of folks or the uh twitch hot tub streamers uh, aka the the ladies that like to wear the whole slightly covering or the aspect of bikinis slightly too or bikinis that are barely classified as bikinis like just being hot tubs uh but now they they're going by the the meta of or a way to kind of offset that by using sensor bars on their bits so to speak to kind of offset that roundabout saying hey we're they could be meaning they could just be wearing a um a bra or you know a bikini covering that strapless and then the black bar so it appears that they're fully nude but they may not be but one person decided to go full tilt and get himself picked off of twitch from what i heard um because he had so much fat it covered his bits and that is the other locale on the internet, known as Boogie2988, decided to go full nude on Twitch, considering because since he had the stomach staple tooth thing, he lost like a couple hundred pounds and had the skin flaps covering his bits that he could get away with everything mm. and not saying everything. And therefore, um, which went, uh, yeah, that's not going to cut it. Bye bye. Uh, apparently, he might not have the subscriber counts to just warrant a like a three day ban or some shit like that. It was just bye. And you and I both spoke about how folks, unless you have a couple of, I'm not talking one or two. I'm talking like closer to fifty million people on following you on either Twitch or YouTube or what have you. you you won't get away with a whole mess of shit. Uh, and on top of that, you're monetized. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of the problem comes into play is, so I'm going to tell you now, there's a lot of stuff that slides past like Twitch and YouTube. Granted, it doesn't slide past forever. Because if it starts getting monumental views, they will put the hammer down. Um that's why sometimes it takes like two, three years before I get nailed on something because I don't monetize anything, it, it, you know, and that's just how it is. It, we again, we've had this conversation. Someone like uh, Pokimane or uh, PewDiePie. Now PewDiePie is a little bit different, but I'm just using the the, the subscriber count. Um, PewDiePie because he's a cute little YouTuber, 
um, gets away a lot of shit because she had might get a couple million views per video that they kick out, and therefore, because of that, they're bringing so much money into for YouTube that it, even if they are caught, it's just a slight smack on the wrist, and oh, we're just going to demonetize you for maybe a month. Don't do that again, and maybe after two or three months, they're back doing the same shit. And it'll be another oh, yeah. two or three years or four years before somebody calls them out again, and of the site, if they're still relevant, getting those millions of views, they'll still get that slap on the wrist and go. So, but the you know, it's stupid. It it, it is it. Where you and I will not get away with that would be the kicked off the platform or what have you. It it would just be blocked in certain regions and things of that nature because I've seen it happen in the past. Not saying that I have any sort of like exceptionally controversial material, but trust me, like copyright claims, things of that nature, they don't carry the weight that a lot of people think that they do. Um, Because at the end of the day, if you do not collect penny one off your YouTube, Twitch or anything of that nature... They're not going to hit you for it because you have, you know, you're not profiting. Um, and that's why when, for example, like a big name YouTuber or Twitch streamer or what have you gets a problem, um, it becomes a problem for them as well. Because YouTube, Twitch, and all those other places are making a percentage on those streams. So, yeah, you, you might be getting monetization, some ad revenue, but YouTube's getting the bulk of that. And a lot of people fail to realize that and that's why the bigger ones don't get hammered as much um but the mid these are the mid ones but the ones that are mid-range will you know face that hammer nine times out of ten um but again there, there are tools and there are ways to avoid that and you know it's all about trying to key that line all right, two things moving. You want to talk about probably the last little bit for the show, and that is it's officially, and folks, like we keep saying, it's now 2024. It's nine, what, as of this recording, not even nine days into the new year. It's what, seven days into the new seven year? Days. Seven, seven days. Seven days into seven days. Good show. Gone too soon. I like that show. Um, we had a whole mess of uh, folks, or I should say things, hit public domain this year. The most notable being the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse. Also plain crazy. Um, uh, I think some of the other stuff. that Plain crazy is... Mickey Mouse as well. But it's kind yeah, of similar some of the... to the Steamboat Willie one. Uh, yeah, Plain Crazy and Steamboat R- Willie being the silent versions um, that were uh, first released about 95 years ago due to Disney fiddling with the copyright law. Uh, we'll get into some of the odd things that happened in regards to that. We've had also stuff, uh, Charlie, uh, The Circus, directed by Charlie Chaplin, a couple of Charlie Chaplin stuff. Tigger has entered the, the public domain. 
The what? Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. So that's why we're getting a Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey two. It's gonna have t- it's gonna have Tigger in it. Because uh, Tigger finally hit public domain. Uh, the cameraman, uh, directed by Edward Sedgwick and Buster Keaton. Uh, the Wedding March, directed by Edward von Stein. The Crowd, Last Command, a bunch of stuff, and uh, that's pretty much film. Uh, books and plays, yeah. Uh, some stuff from like Virginia Woolf. But the big uh, one, of course, is, is Disney. Uh, that that's Peter the Pan. big one. Uh, uh, or Peter Pan, or the boy who wouldn't grow up, uh, because it says here. Uh, I'm looking at the official site in regards to public domain. Uh, it says because the play's script was not published for copyright purposes until purposes until 1928. Uh, note that Barr's 1911 novel Peter and Wendy has been public domain. Uh, domain since 1967 uh, and we can throw a link down below so people can look at the laundry list because there's a laundry list every year of these uh, yeah. i mean we could sit here and make a whole episode where we go over every line item and some of this stuff is not going to be a big takeaway for anybody right um but, but most the of the, is- the, the big ones is is the disney stuff you know right your, your tigger being finally public domain um your your Mickey Mouse of that particular plane crazy and Steamboat Willie air becoming public domain. And, and the thing the is, the one thing I want to point out about public domain is it doesn't mean that we now own it. We don't own it. Um, it means we can use it creatively in other works um, as long as it's properly referenced and people know that right. basically referencing that and that's properly you know cited right um it just means you don't have to pay any residuals or anything of that to use it um and when we're talking about the mickey mouse you know also um pete and minnie in those cartoons they're the ones without the gloves um they're not the more stylized ones that you're more accustomed to seeing nowadays it's the old rubber hose mickey mouse characters um and the thing of it is 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 at the end of the day disney knows what their copyright is disney is fierce with maintaining their copyright yeah, and he- here's the thing here's the thing uh, uh disney did try some pe- folks put up um what tried i think they did it within the aspect of it being uh, public domain, they did their due diligence and put the proper stuff in their descriptions. And Disney did try to copyright claim them for Steamboat Willie stuff. And they went to YouTube and went, uh, it's public domain. It, it's Disney can't do this shit. And YouTube went, yeah, you guys are right. We're, you know, Disney, you can't do this. It's public this is Steamboat Willie stuff. You can't, you know, they did everything right in regards to the, the law. You can't copyright. You don't have that copyright anymore. You don't have exactly. access to that copyright. And 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 the thing of it is, is a public domain, like as a horror host, if I wanted, granted, yes, those two cartoons aren't particularly horrific, 
But if I, for whatever reason, wanted to revive the Taurus the Terror and the Saturday Morning Serial Killers and show that cartoon or those cartoons during an episode of that, um, I could do so. But they would still have to be accredited. They would still have to have all the appropriate information. And Disney couldn't do jack shit because it's me. I could also have commentary and things of that nature, which makes it further a creator work. But it doesn't mean that I own Steamboat Willie or Plane Crazy. Nobody does. And that's the thing with public domain. It means it's basically up for grabs to be used in other works in its fullness without Disney swaying its big, massive legal dick around. But there are exceptions to that. And I hate to say this, Disney's lawyers are going to try to hold up a lot of this stuff as much as they can with stupid technicalities. Um, think Blood and Honey when that came out recently, the Winnie the Pooh movie from last year. We're getting a sequel this year with Tigger now. Um, the thing of it is, is if you notice, Winnie doesn't wear a shirt in that movie. And there's a good reason for that, because the Winnie the Pooh in a shirt is the Disney property. Um, I don't know what they're going to do different with Tigger. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, but the thing of it is, is that there are certain things that they created exclusively to that character that they still have ownership of. And there's only so much you can do. Right. Um, because keep in mind, Winnie the Pooh wasn't initially a Disney property. I want to say, what was his name? Malene, Malane. And the artwork therein is in public domain. That's why Pooh is a Taoist is such a big popular book series. Um, but the thing of it is, is, is that Disney has their claim on the depiction of that character and how it's displayed. Um, so you can't go completely ripping that off. Now, some of the stuff I've seen getting ready to come out, like the horror game based on Steamboat Willie and um, Plane Crazy, that's going to be kind of cool to see, as well as the slasher movie with a killer wearing a classy, classic Mickey Mouse mask. And that's totally well within their rights, you know. Right. And Disney could whine, stomp, and bitch all they want. They There's nothing that they can do over it. Because it's but the downside of it is, is it doesn't mean that they can't throw paper tigers at the problem and make you jump through all kinds of red tape and holes in order to defend your claim on that. So you got to still be careful because even though it's in the public domain, I almost guarantee that Disney's lawyers are going to think of ways to trick and confuse you and make it very difficult to have a project because the moment it even touches on anything they remotely own, they're going to be all over you like white on rice. Yeah, it's Disney. And with the whole financial situation that they are currently in or going through, depending on who you listen to. Yeah. They're going to try every possibly alleged scumbag tactic that they have available to them to kind of get money off of you. So that and and they can throw money at lawyers to make you jump through hoops. I mean, they have a legal and, team and, that's just there for that. And it's not just that. It's like, folks, it's not just that type of legal affair that I'll oh, pay us, let's say, a, a five hundred dollars for each hoop you jump through. If they decide to take you to court. They will stall you until you're broke because they have, in essence, more money than you. Disney exactly. has more money to you. So 
Because even though you can be team that's going to beat their legal team without putting yourself in the poorhouse, you would have to be the equivalent of uh, Warner Brothers going after Disney. Then I say Warner Brothers has a, a better chance of going after Disney than you, me, or Sasha does, or someone like me and Sasha, because they have probably just as good lawyers and they have the money to the, cost. The, the word of the wise that I can tell you is, is, you know, just because it's public domain doesn't mean that you now own it. Um, just keep in mind proper crediting where credit's due, um, properly citing your sources. And yeah, you know, with a lot of public domain movies, you could have a show where you show the whole entire thing. Just make sure you throw in some commentary and some insight, like... Like an old horror host would do, like showing um, the giant leeches or Night of the Living Dead, which both are in public domain now. Both of them are, you know, except for Night of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead is a, a class act. Um, but, uh, you know, the giant leeches isn't exactly a class act. Um, but just make sure, you know, if you're going to show the whole thing, that you do add something so it's still a creative difference. And I'll say this. Uh, I'll put I'll put the link in the description so you guys and gals out there are able to see the full list for 2024. Uh, one last thing, if you want to talk about it, uh, it turns out uh, Shout Studios uh, lands exclusive rights to two Henson productions. Want to take a gander of what those two productions are? Mm, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Right in one. Uh, now, granted, uh, Disney owns Henson, but uh, Shot Studio, according to the article that I've seen through Deadline, uh, Shot Studios has taken exclusive worldwide rights to Jim Henson's beloved fantasy adventure movies, Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal. As a multi-year distribution alliance with the Jim Henson Company. Now, uh, from the article says it's um, mostly it went into effect the first of this year, twenty twenty-four, and uh, Shout holds the rights to the titles in areas of streaming, video on demand, broadcast, digital download, and all packaged media. Um, as well as limited non-theatrical rights, meaning if Disney wants to, because again, Disney owns Hanson, Disney wants to put out Dark Crystal for like, it's say a 30th anniversary, they could put it out in theater and get the money that way. What this is saying, if it goes on TV, uh, Netflix, uh, Voodoo, like it's on Voodoo, uh, Tubi, or something like that, Shout has those rights to do that and negotiate those rights to get that money. Um, or at least a portion of that money. I'm not sure what the full deal is. They didn't really go into it. So, and that means and also... It, it, it's also probably with, um, oh, what is that um, high definition that's out there now? It's above Blu-ray. I can't think of what it's called. Ultra HD or something like that? Yeah. So usually what Shout does in these cases is that they will buy the exclusive distributing rights for a time because they intend to go back into like, if they can get the original negatives and chances are, since this was Henson and things of that nature, there is original negatives. 
um, clean up the original version of the film, give you a better sound quality, a better picture. Um, they may even have some deleted content. They may even have an extended version of the film at some point and maybe some commentary and things that we've only seen on other dvds and blu-rays in the past this is one comprehensive package i mean shout's really really good at doing that type of stuff um now keep in mind you gotta sometimes be careful with shout um need i remind people who bought the huge gigantic friday the 13th remastered box sets a few years back where there was a few dead discs in the collections and problems therein um but i think that was because there was so many discs involved and that they were doing such a large print run of that um that's where the problems came up but when it comes to like the distribution and things of that nature like disney still owns the rights overall but if they want this upscaled extended version that has deleted scenes if that's the route that they're going to access to such right. material. And and they so, can because they've released yeah. the, the Cabal cut and the uh, director's cut of uh, Nightbreed. Um, the thing which of it is, is they own the rights to that version. I, which I want to see make a return on Voodoo so I can pick it up. But they also own rights to Henson's Farscape and a couple other stuff, which means a new generation of folks get to see Labyrinth. Dark Crystal and like stuff like Farscape, which are like great examples of uh, Pinnacle Henson stuff. So on that note, and keep I in mind to... too, since the discs and sometimes the digital so, stuff. Is before we say, got, say goodbye, I'm going, the... I'm going to mute huh? and cover okay? up because I need to. Okay, but um, no, with uh. With basically Shout, um, the thing with Shout is is that um, they do have their own like free streaming channel, and yeah, with that, um, you're going to be able to probably have access to it there. Now, granted, there'll probably be some sort of rule with Disney where they can only have it for a limited amount of time or at a certain time. But for those of you who can't afford like the thirty or forty dollar, uh, basically disc or the digital download you'll have that option there's a way for chris to pop back up here so insert music do 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 Sorry, again, sorry for sorry for the momentary to, pause. Yeah, uh, aside from the momentary pause, uh, nature was not just calling, it was uh, uh, rapidly me in the back of the head. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I need so I had to uh, go to use the answer that call real quick. I do apologize to, to quote the old Kmart commercial, he shipped his pants. I didn't do that, but. <laughs> I, I didn't ship, want that to ship happen. Doesn't shipping. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, uh, before <laughs> things started to get any worse. So, 
and I didn't want to wander but, back uh, up to the laundry mat. So it's it's all good. Um, but yeah, like if you can't afford the thirty or forty dollar price tag on one of them discs that Shout puts out, Shout has a streaming channel. And grant it takes a while for this stuff they just released to show up on there. But you can definitely check it out. I know they'll probably have, like I said, contracts with Disney stating that they can only show it on their free shout streaming site on such and such a date at such and such a length of time. But we'll we'll wait and see. And maybe that'll include Farscape because Shout has a ton, a ton of great old TV shows on there, especially if you want to watch um, Go Lion, the original Voltron, and um, I can't think of what it is, something, something Sentai for the original Power Rangers show. Even they have that. Power Rangers this. before they were Power Rangers. <laughs> you would have to go through their website because at least the Xbox Live side of things, there is no Shout app, but it might be there might be something for your phone in regards to uh, getting the app for it. Uh, I don't know if there's a PS4 Roku or, or Roku. Roku, I know uh, uh, because re recently I've been watching the uh, live streams of. Uh, MST3K stuff, and they have their own app uh, in regards to showing the newer seasons. Uh, if you want to, you know, they tell you it's like if you want to buy the latest seasons or what have you, or whatever past stuff that they did, they have their own app. But granted, it's not on probably the Sony side of things or the Xbox side of things, but you're able to at least get it for your tablet or phone. Um, whether at least it's on the Android side, if you want to get, I'm sure if it's on the Android, it's on the ios so there's that yep there you go and uh and before we close out folks if you want to hear a lot of the updates in regards to what's been happening over the past few weeks in regards to some of the entertainment stuff in regards to like hasbro and um other things that i've ranted about or would have loved to speak with sasha about I did put out two solo episodes over the past, I want to say, 30, 30 days, since the end of November. If you want to catch them, it's available on iTunes, uh, at least iPod, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and, you know, Good Pods and so forth and so on, if you want to check those out. And that way, me and Sasha have plenty of other times to get caught up. still the Spotify thing. Uh, the Spotify thing. Uh, but I since... By April 2nd this year, uh, Google Podcasts will no longer be a thing. So please, if you want to check out all the audio episodes, I do recommend the Podbean app, which is available for everybody, and Good Pods. That's the best chance to write a comment or review So and like aspect. But if Apple Podcasts is your thing or Spotify is your thing, uh, then fine. I'm not going to force you to judge, but you get to listen to every episode going back to episode one of ours, even the Alphas, uh, or say the beta episodes that we have put out, uh, yeah, you have to refresh a few th times or let it scroll through back. So uh, all our back catalog is on Podbean. Like, comment, subscribe. We it helps everybody in the algorithm. So no matter where you find us, whether it be on YouTube, uh, Sasha's side of thing, my side of thing, liking, though we ask you to support us financially, uh, liking, subs subscribing, sharing heck even in some places disliking us helps the channel very much and we're just as happy if you do that 
as donating a dollar to us. So we got what, like another 15, 20 minutes or so? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so I didn't know when we... Sasha wanted to end it. So that's why. <laughs> so we're, we're, we were intentionally burying the lead here, but we got an update for you. Oh, oh yeah. The... Almost forgot about that. Almost forgot about that. <laughs> The Let's drama about that. Yep the 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 drama, drama returns. The drama from, returns from Blobfest, of course. Yes, uh, of course. We're just when we thought it was gone, they pull they us drag back us in. right back in. And uh, me, I always have my YouTube like search algorithm set up for like you know Miss Blobfest entries. Um, I had a search parameter set up for just twenty twenty three. Um, Miss Blobfest or MX Mix Blobfest uh, entries. So I had both going. And I want to say, what was it? About a week ago, I got a ping. Something like that. About a week ago. I got a ping saying, hey, yeah, there, there's there's a new video that was previously privated that is now public. And what I think is interesting, because if you recall, Chris, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, the original in submission date for the uh, Miss Blobfest competition for 2023 was July 12th of that year. You had to have your entry in no later than July 12th. Or no, June Something 12th. like that. Yeah, June, June 12th. 12th, June 12th. June, uh, it was in around there. So for, and then they, me, gave, like, they gave an extra seven days. Yeah, because so, I was thinking like June 19th or something like that. Yep, yeah, and then June 19th, and that was kind of like the end cap of it. So what was interesting, I get a ping saying that there's a new entry that was something that was previously private. It has become public. Um, and what's interesting, because this video would have been uploaded privately on June 30th. Let, let's pay particular attention to the date there. June 30th. Well after... 11 days, almost two, oh, no, almost, not quite, but almost two whole weeks past the deadline, which kind of makes you wonder why this was privated. Now, of course, I had made several predictions originally based on public views, but um, after I was harassed by not only Blobfest itself, but uh, Miss Dixie Lobo and uh, what was it, My Monster FX, one of the vendors? Yes. Um, you know, it started to come to my attention that there was other entries um, that even Blobfest themselves admitted to hiding and not displaying, um, which seemed a little odd. Um, and based on research, we had found out that there was a particular contestant that had shown up to Blobfest several times that suddenly got their TV debut now, granted, the video would have been filmed some, probably around the summer of 2022, but didn't really hit TV until early 2023. So it wasn't quite in line, and it wasn't enough to be an official entry, but it was a game show where she had mentioned that she wanted to be Miss Blobfest. So it was kind of bringing attention, at least on a national level, um, to the festival. I'm quite sure the judges were well aware of this. Um, but the, I will uh, say this. I will say this. Despite us talking about this dra drama, talking granted the time frame and all that, talking something about something on a national level is a good good thing. Meaning, if me and Sasha got on national TV 
or something that's going to be on a, let's say a popular, uh, we got a chance to be on a live stream on somebody who's way bigger than the both of us. I'm talking millions upon millions of subscribers. And we were going to, let's say, uh, a four state Comic Con, either in Hagerstown or Harrisburg. We're going to be talking about it. Exactly. So, and you know what? Even though me and Sasha will probably be paying for either if we got money for a booth or we were paying for tickets, saying that we're going to, the folks behind Four State would love that kind of advertising that we're going, you know, we're going to be going to this event or and we're hyping up this event. So that that's besides the point. Yeah, but that's that's, Sasha- that's besides the point. But it wouldn't be considered an official entry into any sort of competition because that wouldn't be fair. So anyways, what's interesting, one of the people I said most likely was the winner of 2023, a Heidi app, had made a Miss Blobfest video, but well after the deadline for her entry, which is one of the reasons why I believe that they extended the deadline, hopefully that she would submit it in a timely fashion. Um, yeah, that video has now been deprivated and listed as public. And it clearly states on there it was submitted June 30th of 2023 because no matter what you do on YouTube, the moment you upload that video, it's always going to show the date that it was uploaded. Can you? My questions for that in regards to it, to. I'm not being devil's advocate or not, because if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. you were telling me that uh, this was the same person that made it public. Made it private, made it public, made it private. Her, in essence, her video. There was a couple people that did that. Um, the right. Rolodschek and Heidi. And not only that, posted it up, put it down, posted it up, put it down, posted it up, put it down. My question was, what if at this point it was official prior to the deadline? And but that's what I'm thinking. After the, after, after the deadline, she took it down and they told her, but made it, you know, during that time where it was posted up, made it private, that after the dead, the June 19th deadline, or within between June 19th and June 30th, deleted it. And they told her, now you have to uh, have it remaining up. Because the whole drama that we had, you and me, because I got, I was getting your back and I was asking questions myself, was in July. And they told her, hey, you have to have it up. It has to be official up still. And she posted it up on June 30th. That's why we have that right. June 30th date. Because if I post up a video to YouTube today, or let's say tomorrow, uh, January 8th, I take it down and I post it up on January 30th. It's going to not say January 8th. It's going to say January 30th. So that's where my argument to you is it, since I don't know when initially she posted it up and made it private. And if she took it down and reposted it by on the end of the month, there's little to no argument in regards to, saying when if she did post it prior to that time frame and just took it down and reposted it 
and made it private. We don't right. have that information. But the thing was, is we didn't see that flipping happen until after June 19th. Because even then I started questioning things. And that's when I was starting to get messages from Blobfest, if you recall. This was well after the deadline. Because at that point it was like, hey, so far there's only five public view, uh, five public people. Um, Blobfest approached me first claiming that, hey, I, I shouldn't be predicting winners based on public views because, haha, we got more than five entries. And it's like, really? Yeah, some of them were private for their own personal reason. I'm like, yeah, that, that seems kind of odd, you know. And that's when they kind of uh, backed off because then they knew they were being called out where it's like, first you're going to threaten me with copyright <laughs> for predicting, you know, basically the winners. And then you're going to be mad because I'm now questioning the fact that, hey, um, you're saying and telling me quite literally that there was more than five entries when you go into YouTube and you only find five. And telling me that there was more than five entries. And then only after like the 20th or the 21st did we start seeing entries show up and then disappear, show up and then disappear like Remolods and apps. And I had made the point of like, hey, you know, only thing app really had had pub publicly up was that video of her being on um, that David Letterman show. I can't remember what game yeah. show that was. Um, we had that up. And that was something that would have been filmed of summer last year. And then for them to do what they did during the 2023, you know, actual events where they canceled all my tickets, you know, and made things complicated for me and my boyfriend. Because we were still going to go and at least try to salvage a weekend out of it. But, um, yeah, they were like, no, nah, we can't have this girl here because she's going to talk and there's going to be news people around and we, we don't need that. Um, guarantee that was their thought process because during the 2023, as opposed to announcing a 2023 winner, all they did was, was give the crown to, um, the past COVID winners, um, where they did the, uh, blob fest at home, which, you know, is odd because why have a competition at all? If you're going to do that anyways, meaning that was like a last minute change, you know, and why, and then secondly, why was there entries that would go from private to public, private to public, well after the deadline date, and then just suddenly disappear? And then now all of a sudden here are some of these entries suddenly popping back up in the public domain as if they've been up all this time. Like, like I said, the one from Heidi App clearly says June 30th, you know. It's going to be real hard for them if they next year, number one, because they said they're no longer doing the competition. I, I was going to ask um, you, didn't they say that they are no longer doing this ever? Or, yep, I'm that's sure you what they the, said. Uh, I have the emails. They, I have the screenshots. You have them, too, I think um, because I they're all some in our chat logs. Uh, that if they say, hey, we're no longer doing this ever, and yeah, come June this year, 2023, July, say, technically, July, June, July, they roll up saying, Hey, guess what? We're doing mixed uh, blog fest 2024. 
Get your entries in. Yeah, good chance, folks. We're going to be doing a little bit of, hey, Blobfest drama, take two. Um, because, or take three, depending on how things fall. Um, and because if they pull that shit, good chance you'll have folks that are the darlings of Blobfest. They know who they are because good chance they hate listen or hate watch. Uh, by the way, as we stated, uh, uh, she will never listen to our shit. Um, the the cuckold of Mister Lobo, but who you know they know who they are. Uh, we'll say. By the way, Mister oh, Lobo, say, what does Sally taste like? <laughs> Do you put salt around the rim to make it seem more like a margarita? Ooh, that <laughs> is, is that she really far? the living dead? Because I can just imagine the smell. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just say, let me just say that if the good chance there, the detractors will be in our comment section or somewhere shape or form saying, no, they just they just meant that for 2023. Ever is and they didn't say they didn't say that's... they didn't say uh we're not doing this year, but it'll be back in 2024. They said permanently. Permanently. And now it's apparently permanently it only lasts 365 days. So you guys are going to be blaming all... My my take would be if we have to do that type of episode and go into that that well, my response would be probably, I'm going to predict it right here. Let me guess, you guys doing it is... And yet you guys choose to cancel it a few days as soon as Sasha answers questions, but uh, and recancel it. It's all going to be Sasha's fault again, even though last year you said you were permanently canceling it. And that's the funny thing, because they've never really came out and blamed me directly. Um, no, it's just, the- just Dixie Lobo and everybody, all their darlings decided to blame you. Because and they couldn't, they couldn't even, they couldn't even back up any evidence saying it was you or show even you exactly what you said wrong. They had to go and and pull a YouTube, a Twitter, a Facebook move, and just say, "Oh, it was just you." What did I say? You know what? That's a YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter thing. And I loved it because, one, as an aside from Dixie, and this is one of the things that she had told me before I got tired of her crap, the only reason that why in 2022 I was picked as a finalist was because they didn't like me to begin with. Um, And I was too controversial to ever be considered a part of it. And they had already made that decision about me in 2022. And the only thing I can think of that would have been a problem. Now, keep in mind, they even have in their rules and regulations, which I have screen grabs of, you know, that Blobfest is not going to look at anything like based on somebody's personal views or their lifestyle or anything. Basically, all the crap they tried to use against me, like Dixie and them. Um, I tried to use against me saying that's why it was an issue. Um, th- that that stuff is not held against anybody, you know. And I like the whole I, aspect I think... of the, the the excuses that they gave was like, oh, screen grabs are not valid. It has to be a screen 
video. Really? Um, when folks like, let's let pull out anybody on YouTube, anybody with notoriety in YouTube, they use a screen grab and act not a screen video, a screen grab. Whether it be Angry Joe, uh, PewDiePie, anybody that uses a screen, even uh, if you want to go that far, Prime Alert, they use screen grab. That's okay for them. But not for you. So it's. But here, when... here, here's the thing that rattles me the most, and the thing that upsets me the most, because I, I, when I was in 2022, I talked with all the competitors. So it was like, hey, you know, this is great. This is my first time competing. Just trying to communicate with them. Um, I know a lot of people. Because keep in mind, when 2023 happened, it was around about the same time we had all the face of horror stuff. And I won't lie, I was spamming all out of it before I knew that shit was a fraud. And some people got annoyed by that. And I respected them. I either blocked them or deleted them. You know, I'm like, all right, well, if you don't want a part of this, move move to fuck on. I didn't do it this year, thank or last year in 2023. Um, but in 2022, I did it pretty heavily. And so I'm guessing some of them were offended by that. And then um, the winner from 2022... I think she was a little upset with me because she claims that, you know, she's part of the community claims despite. And again, I'm not making any judgments here, um, but she's very feminine appearing is in a cis appearing relationship. Um, that just kind of gives me a gray area. Like really you're part of the community. Wow. You're really well cloaked and disguised. Good, good on you. Um, but the uh, kicker was, is here's somebody who claims they're of the community, supports the community, and is a Harry Potter backer. Because you had, uh, what's his name, die? Robert Robbie Coltrane. Right. He had passed. And everyone always posting boo-hoo. And I was like, for anybody who posted it that I saw said that they were an ally or part of the community, I'm like, hey, hold up. Here's the problem with Robbie Coltrane. You know, yeah, it's sad that he died, but keep in mind... That he not only defended J.K. Rowling's transphobic views, but he also spouted his own transphobia. I said, I will not shed a tear for the guy. And that's perhaps the only thing they could have took an offense to, because I did say that to her. But it had nothing to do with the contest, and it was like a personal view. And I blocked her ass because I got tired of seeing Harry Potter stuff from somebody who's allegedly part of the community. And it's like... Yeah, that's some Uncle Tom shit right there, you know, <laughs> but those are the only things that I could have seen where anybody would have taken offense, but it had nothing to do with the competition, had nothing to do with anything else. And everything I did, I engaged properly. I even have all the conversations and screen grabs of those um, with other people like me and Amy Vampy, for example, her and I are great friends now, and she has been passed over. About three times now. Um, there was that one young lady. I can't think of her name. That was running in 2023. If she run again this year. It'll be her fifth time running. It's like how many times are you going to overlook this chick? She always has her interest. You know her entries in. She always has something positive to say. You know but for whatever reason. She must be on that shit list. Like I am. Lisa Gary. Um, she has put in an entry, I want to say for at least the last five or six years. And for whatever reason, it's ridiculous, but to have 
people that not only are somewhat involved with it, but also were previous winners telling them that they felt I didn't even belong in 2022. And they just gave me the finalist position then because uh, they didn't want to look problematic towards people of my community back in 2022. And that bit pissed me off because um, I'm nobody's token tranny. <laughs> you know that. Everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, it irks me in two ways because A, that you're going to give me a title like that in 2022 and then expect me not to run next year. And then B, you know, then treat me like crap for speaking out when I see problems. You guys should be appreciative of that or at least address them properly. Yeah, she has submitted, wow, at least five times. Amy has submitted at least four or five. And like these people constantly get mulled over about it. And it's it's nuts. And I don't I don't get it. But now we're seeing this entry that, that suddenly is visible that we have no clue of, you know, for this long. And it's just it's just amazing. And that popped up in my it's feed like whole, that. I, there's that tinfoil hat aspect of things that is like maybe she was told to make it public because they're weighing the idea of doing it again. Uh, or rehashing the mixed blob fest uh, for the last year, yeah, yeah, uh, rehashing it for 2024, thinking that oh, let's try it again this year. We're not going to have trouble. Maybe everything cooled down. Maybe Sasha won't talk about it. Maybe Sasha won't, you know, be a part of it again this year. So, or anything. It's, along it's, it's like that. Time. So it's like that thing I said the other day. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am a, hey, things aren't quite adding up and it's pretty obvious theorist, especially when you're trying to show that there was an entry, but now that entry is showing that it was dated for the 30th, because there's going to be tons yeah. of people who go, uh, get that you extended the deadline, but uh, why is it now the 30th? That this right. was submitted and you guys still accepted it. Yeah, like I said, my, my guess is watch, they are gonna do it. And Sasha, I I well it's if you don't call them cause... if you don't call them out on it, uh you, I'm gonna be mad at you if you don't call them out if they do it. I'll be mad. Oh, you know I am. Because I've been watching their blobfest page off the Colonial Theater website. Like I do look for the Colonial Theater Blobfest. And they've already started to list the, the dates for Blobfest 2024 and some of the competitions. In fact, another one that they mentioned they were no longer going to do, which was the costume contest. That's back up. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So, And they've got more coming soon. And they list like the four or five primary ones. But they haven't listed that fifth or sixth one yet. And we all know what the fifth or sixth one is. And they're probably going to wait until the very, very couple minutes to drop it. And they would drop it, I would say, sometime in either April or May of this year. So keep an eye out. And I guarantee as soon as it drops, I'm going to be like, yo, thought this was canceled. What the fuck? A little do they know I have an entry and it's getting submitted anyway. Because <laughs> that's how I play. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to sno- stoke that fire. So, oh yeah, well, that- I get to say one of my 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 favorite lines. It's kind of paraphrased. I might not be Miss Blobfest, but I'm a princess in my own little way. Hail to the princess, baby. <laughs> as you, I'm going to say, as much as we like to continue this drama, I'm sure Sasha heard it through the, the grapevine. I, my, my D&D group has called. I reduced the bot, uh, thing, so it's time to go. It's, it's time, time to go to wrap things. your dubby. Support Dubby. So it's time for me to grab my dice tower, drinkable dice tower, my D20, play some Dungeons and Dragons, and And we'll have links below for further support. But uh, I like to say unpleasant screams and your. I'm a gamer and I'm wearing a bikini. See you on the after side of the recording for any updates or anything like that. So take care. Beats. And now, the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It's a Long Coat Mafia Podcast! He's cleaning up. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you not only enjoyed this main episode, but the conversation that me and Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, had as well. 
as you all may know, and if you've been following us for the past 10 months, this is part of the show that it's my turn to give you guys any updates, uh, any additional news that might have come out since the recording, or my own personal comments or anything like that that might not be affiliated with what Sasha might uh, put out or anything like that. Plus, uh, it's me giving you additional information on where to find us and so forth and so on. There, uh, as far as I know, in regards to the like the Stanley Cup stuff, um, that's you heard my little bit of update. I just that something came across my feed about one particular Stanley Cup that was pretty much. Uh, being flipped on eBay for $15,000. I don't know if somebody sold it. It's not my thing. I still think the only Stanley Cup uh, folks should be interested in is the one that is in relation to hockey, but that's my personal opinion. Um, beyond that, uh, you heard me and Sasha talk, at least me, mostly talk about the aspect of uh, the uh, whole Hasbro and uh, D&D stuff, it's come out that, uh, again, ha uh, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast are uh, putting out, I have to dig more into it, and that is the aspects of uh, a them saying, denying that we use AI art and then use AI, AI art um, and stuff like that. Uh, there's more and more conversations uh, controversies out there in regards to that. Uh, the D&D the rumor mill is still going on. i got to pay attention to some of that news. Uh, in regards to some of the gaming news uh, outside of D&D, um, not much. I'm still waiting on a couple of Kickstarters right now. And one is... Uh, the one book Kickstarter uh, is uh, still, as far as I know, hasn't been sent to the press yet to be printed up and sent it out out to people uh, but I'm not worried about that uh, they have a strong reputation uh, waiting on that to hear from them so I could send them the ship money for the shipping and one additional add-on if when they open that up and I just backed another one a few days ago uh, which ends as of this recording and I'll be getting the digital files maybe about an hour or two after uh, it ends tonight and, and maybe in about another uh, two months, maybe three months, I'll be getting uh, the actual physical copies. It's not going to be a hard cover. It's going to be a soft cover. So uh, stay tuned to, because of that, I know I was waiting for uh, at least the f thicker set book for to post up the unboxing on our YouTube channel but uh, things have stalled I wouldn't say stalled but progressing with that steadily and we're getting constant update dates uh, in regards to the whole aspect in regards to uh, the dice that we backed and uh, when we'll be getting that I don't know the way things have uh, progressed if I see it at all, I might be getting it probably 2025. Three, over three years past the end of this Kickstarter. Um, if they arrive at all. Um, because I'm one of the few folks that are uh, kind of telling the company that has been sending stuff out. 
yeah, you said you guys quality control the stuff. It still looks, the stuff that is being sent still looks like shit. So, yes, it sounds like it's like high school type drama, but yeah, uh, that's something I could talk to with Sasha about next week. But um, the other Kickstarter I'm waiting might be coming out, or I'll be getting it in my hand sometime. March, uh, February, March, uh, they were estimating March, uh, so if things go well, I'll be seeing that in March, uh, if not April, so we'll see with that, uh, out of everything I'm looking at, uh, within the next couple of months, three out of the four, if I get four out of the four, I'll be shocked, um, but stay tuned to our YouTube channel, all our links are in the description down below, um, we are currently planning for a uh, <laughs> our next week's episode in regard to that to make things better this upcoming year. So stay tuned for stuff, and we are always asking, as we all ask you every single week, uh, engaging with us is the most helps us grow. Uh, so we ask you to uh, subscribe to us on the various platforms if you listen to us, whether it be on Podbean. Good Pods, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. The reason why I'm not saying Google Podcasts because as of April, it's going bye-bye. So subscribe to us. Uh, I know I haven't been updating as of late on our YouTube channel. I have a bunch of videos that I have to upload. Um, in regards to other updates, uh, there's none in regards to everything. There are irons in the fire for this year. Um, hopefully, we'll get some additional uh, interviews and conversations to share with all of you whether it's on the video and or audio front or it's going to be at least the the audio front uh, so we'll see what we can give to all of you this year again thank you all for being with us the past year uh, we have done so much bit been to so many places I know we haven't been to a lot of bigger places like Otacon or Baltimore or, uh, I hate to say it, even Awesome Con, but uh, still, uh, places like Otacon and Awesome Con take so much. Uh, yeah, I could do things on the cheap, but it takes so much money nowadays that it's hard for us to do. That's why we push our Patreon, our GoFundMe, uh, which is our tip jar. Uh, we still have that stuff if you want to do that. Uh, if you leave us a message on our GoFundMe, our Patreon, or anything like that, uh, we will give you a shout-out on our show. Um, but as we do, as always, leaving comments, leaving reviews, all that helps us. Uh, maybe next week we will go into our Apple uh, search for us on the Apple website, podcast website to see how we are doing, what our rating is, what people think. So... Please do so. It helps us. Subscribing helps us. Share our episodes. Uh, share the links. Everything else that helps us just as much and well, very much. Email us. Continue the conversation. We want to have a conversation with you. Uh, again, all our links are in the bio. Uh, yes, we tease about Dubby, uh, but uh, the link in our bio and all that does help to support the show just in case our computer fails or uh, it. It helps us get to events and offshoot our um, our costs and everything else. And plus, it helps 
us support other people as well. Meaning, when you support us, if we get enough money in, yes, it helps us get new updated equipment and keep the lights on. But some of that money will help us go to places like Harrisburg for four state or Hagerstown for four state. Or if we had a, a whole windfall, it helps us get to uh, Otacon or AwesomeCon or Baltimore for a few days. And that way we can cover the whole event. And Or if we get a, a nice chunk of change, we could support a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo. And when we get the stuff in, we have a chance to open that stuff up for all of you guys. Or if we get funds on a regular basis, we could get a, mis a monthly mystery box or uh, something that is a, a grab bag or something along those lines. That way we could open it for all of you for our YouTube channel and gives all of you more content. So please do that. Help us grow um, in each and every way. So uh, as stated, helping us grow by sharing, liking, subscribing, and all that, and leaving us a comment helps us grow just as much as giving, uh, supporting us financially. All the links of how you want to support us in regards to if you want to do that. I know things are tight this year. Uh, links are in the description in regards to that, uh, including our W link. But if you want to go to W, uh, which is uh, uh, gg and at checkout use our code LCM Podcast, you could do so. And all that helps us out. I know I haven't been putting on uh, uh, stuff on our Patreon, but we don't have any subscribers yet on Patreon. And it's like a th as low as I could go, which is like three or five or three dollars. Uh, it's the lowest thing you could do on Patreon. Uh, that helps us. Subscribing helps us. Uh, hitting that subscribe button on YouTube and all that helps us share us. I know I'm rattling on. Um, heck, if you want to help support friends of our show, um, you could hit the link for our former co-hosts, uh, Teespring link. It's also in our dis um, description down below. Uh, and more so please do so take care everybody hope see you all on the flip as they used to say on for uh, mystery science theater 3000 keep keep sharing those tapes keep sharing those links so take care and as always I'm a gamer I'm wearing a bikini see you next time on the long coat mafia Oh, these double hinged. Neat.